Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care with Lauren and Blair. My name is Blair. And I'm Lauren. And this is our fifth episode all about intentions, goal setting for 2019. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode four. We had a blast recording all of our thoughts about meditation and mindfulness. And of course, CBD oil, our new 2018-19 fave. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate all the love our listeners have given us over the last half of 2018, and we are very excited to continue this into the new year. Okay, so beginning this podcast about intentions, New Year's resolutions, all that good stuff, I had to do a quick Google search to understand the difference between an intention and a goal or a resolution because intention is a big buzzword Um, since a lot of people have been getting into meditation and setting intentions, and I don't think I fully understood the difference. But according to Google, and of course what we read on Google is sacred um, or not at all, but a goal is something tangible that you can achieve and measure, but an intention is not. An intention is basically like a secret that's inside of you, and it's more about the process and the path of achieving the goal. So let's say, for example, your goal is four workouts per week. The intentions are more about what you want to get out of the workouts rather than say, meeting or achieving the task. So you intend to exercise more, to have energy, feel more balanced, maybe alleviate your stress and your anxiety, and also just the endorphins that come with it. Those are sort of your intentions, whereas the goal is just exercising more. That being said, full disclosure, because we're big on that around here, um, we're not doing so well with our intentions because we intended to record this podcast very early in January um, so we could set our resolutions and be firm with them and follow through like we thought we would. But here we are, it's January 20th, and we've not yet met to record this podcast, and we're not doing so well with our intentions. And um, I can't speak to why that is for Blair, but for me personally, I've been going through a lot and stress and a little bit of depression and anxiety and not coping so well with all that in the new year thus far has prevented me from following through on any of these intentions. I can definitely relate to that. Me personally, I moved into a new place. I am paying for things I never had to pay for before. I am fun employed. So that's always something that messes with your head a little bit. Uh, Companies are just, you know, doing what they do best and just ghost people nowadays, I guess. So it's been hard and I've been questioning myself a lot. The last thing I kind of want to do is set intentions, but something that Lauren and I talked about right before we sat down to do this episode. I think an intention that is very, very important is be kind to yourself, okay? Because everyone sets these resolutions and when things fall apart on January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, January 20th, um, I think people tend to get so down on themselves and critical and feel like they're failing and you're not failing. You're a work in progress and you should be kinder to yourself because you're trying and I'm trying and Blair's trying and unfortunately there's just hardship that we have to endure in life and sometimes that gets in the way of our success and meeting our goals. So we have chosen to compartmentalize our intentions, our goals, our resolutions into categories of friends, family, health, self-care, and mental well-being. What else? Workout goals. 
fitness, yes. Fitness. Social goals, I guess that's friendship. Mm-hmm. I think you've covered all our little categories. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. Let's pick a category. Any mm. category. Let's talk finances. Oh my god, I didn't even make these, but I could go off. That's you why start. I chose that's yes. why I chose to do it first because fun employment has not been kind to you. Mm-mm. Okay, so intentions for 2019 financially. Hmm. I need to eat out less and meal plan more. That is all I wrote down and that is all I intend to do. I mean, not yet, but I I will eventually. Um my family tends to eat out a lot, whether it's takeout after a busy day of work and school or, you know, Saturday night and I need pictures for my Instagram. So I'm going out somewhere super pricey and having a cocktail and an appetizer and an entree and sometimes dessert too. That adds up really quickly. So I need to start meal planning more and focusing on cooking for my family, and spending less money on eating takeout. Other than that, I'm not too bad with my finances, so I'm not really setting any intentions beyond that at the moment. How about you, Blair? I just want to change the way I approach my finances, how I speak of them. I want to be grateful for the money that I do have and not stress about spending the money I have on things that I actually need. And I don't want to label myself as a failure for making money in a way that I don't see as the best way possible or the dream way or a perfect way. As long as I'm trying and making enough money to support myself and my needs, I should be happy with that and know that eventually a better opportunity will come. I mean, just putting it out there, I think you'd make an amazing Starbucks barista. Oh my god, that stresses me out. No, you'd be amazing at it. You're like so smiley and so friendly and you would make drinks with just like your whole heart and soul. And I really do think that income is income Mm -hmm. and beggars can't be choosers. Interestingly enough, um, Starbucks has a really good benefits plan, so I hear. So that's always a bonus. In my opinion, as long as I'm being creative on the side because I do have a degree in media production... As long as I'm being creative on the side and building some type of thing, whether it's wedding videography, which I'm getting back into, or things like that, or even this podcast, then I'm okay because I have something on my plate. I really just said that because I need a discount on my ice lattes. Ah, interesting. Okay, well. I'm not a financial expert, nor do I budget, but I am fairly competent at working out. So segueing into a in, an intention or resolution that actually could be achievable for me. Uh, my workout intentions are to become more balanced, literally. So in terms of physical stamina and endurance, I do think I'm pretty strong. I can do cardio for long periods of time. Um, I'm a good runner. I'm a good spinner. I can lift pretty heavy weights. But when it comes to small movements and trying to engage my core and do anything that requires balance, I fall over. So my intentions are more yoga, more Pilates, things to help me with my balance and engage my small muscles and work on that. And then maybe I think I'm going to have to up my weights a little bit and lift heavier this year and body pump because I'm becoming very complacent in my strength training. Um, I haven't really upped my weights in a long time and I'm not feeling it the next day. So I think I want to 
utilize my workouts and kind of maximize them to the best of my ability and to do so I should probably lift heavier and up my weights I wish I could lift weights period period and I think that's because I am very inconsistent with my workouts if I come up with a new routine, whether it's abs or thighs or glutes or anything, I want to stick to that instead of getting annoyed that nothing is happening and then jumping ship and switching to something else. I just want to remain consistent, give things a fair chance. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat right now with the consistency because Usually I am very consistent with my workouts three, four times a week, Um, but unfortunately this January there have been circumstances out of my control that have derailed my consistency, and so I just kind of returned back to the gym within the last week or so um, in terms of both cardio and strength training, and I've noticed like a huge deterioration in my stamina and my strength, and um, I realize the importance of consistency, so I think that's a really good intention. How about family goals? I have some really specific intentions set for my family and sort of my social life for this year. And I'm hoping I can follow through on them because obviously friends and family are two of the most important things to me and I value them both tremendously. I've already briefly touched on my goal for my family um, relative to my financial goals, which is to cook more. Um, I think the only way I can achieve the goal of cooking more is to set an intention to learn to enjoy the process because I hate cooking. I don't enjoy the process. So I think if I set the intention of maybe finding ingredients I love and freestyling recipes instead of feeling obligated to follow strict directions, there could be a chance that I might learn to like cooking because Right now it's a struggle for me and I'm just really intimidated by recipes and certain aspects like knife skills, which I really lack. Come to think of it, I probably should take a cooking class at some point just to get more comfortable in the kitchen because for me it's super intimidating and I really want the satisfaction at the end of the day of knowing that I prepared something beautiful and delicious and nutritious for my family and I don't do that enough. So I'm really hoping that if I follow through only on one goal this year, it is that. Um, In terms of my goals for my friends and my social life, um, in 2019, I really want to surround myself with more positive, supportive, like-minded people and especially creative people like my partner in crime, Blair. Um, So I think in terms of my intentions for my social life this year, I think I want to continue to enjoy forging new relationships with the people I've met on Instagram because honestly, I've met some wonderful people who I don't think I would have necessarily come across in the real world or in real life. Um, But I also want to continue honing my current friendships and making more effort to see friends. I feel like since I started my Instagram account in 2018, I've done a really great job of opening up my social circle and becoming more inclined to say yes to outings and different things and events and driving south downtown so I can mingle and I want to continue that in 2019 but I only want to do it with people who I feel are positive and supportive because truth be told I feel like not everyone has been supportive of what I'm doing and I don't necessarily want to cut ties with those people I'm not trying to lose friends but 
I've distanced myself from people because I'm loving what I'm doing right now and I feel like I'm spreading an important message and really I'm just having fun with it and if there are people in my life who aren't supportive of it, I don't need that kind of negativity. I'm really trying to keep my inner circle tight and positive. You keeping your inner circle tight is a little bit of a juxtaposition on how I am viewing 2019. And yes, I'm keeping my really close friends close. However, I want to open myself up more to meet new people and to set an intention of inviting new people into my life. I think it's different with our ages, but I just want to open myself up to more people. And again, like you said, say yes to new things. Watching you do what you've done over the past few months and going downtown and going to new restaurants and hanging out with new people, it's inspired me to do the same and to just take chances and to try new things. I think People don't do that enough, even though it's something that everyone probably says they want to do, like, oh, we're going to try something new. No one actually does it. Or how about those times where you say to someone, oh, it's been so long, we have to make plans, we have to hang out. How many times do you legitimately follow through on that? Not often enough, right? So I think it's important that if you say you're going to, if you miss someone, genuinely, and you say you need to hang out more, freaking hang out more. Mm I think follow through is super important and it's definitely something that I am trying to be very aware of this year. I want to make sure that no one ever feels like they're in a one-sided relationship with me, that I'm putting the important people in my life first, I'm prioritizing them, and I think just being accountable for making sure that I'm being a reliable girlfriend, a reliable friend, a reliable daughter, a reliable sister. And I think that's a goal that we should just be setting for ourselves on a day-to-day basis, not necessarily as a new year intention. Absolutely, that makes sense. I think I'm similar in my ideology about friendship. The follow-through is so important. And not having these superficial, vapid conversations where you're just acting as though you're going to hang out or you're going to follow through on something. It just feels very empty and meaningless. So I want to go back to the earlier part of our conversation about our intentions with friendship where I mentioned that I want to include more positivity in my life because I think that links nicely to some of my new um, self-care and mental health intentions for 2019, um, which a big one is about smiling at strangers more. It's random, but it's something that I read on someone's Instagram caption and it struck me. Odd that Instagram would be a source of inspiration for me in terms of my intentions. But in terms of my self-care and my mental health, I used to have RBF. Do you know what that is? Oh, I know what that is because, believe it or not, I have it too. I'm not buying it. Anyway, for those who don't know what RBF is, it's resting bitch face. And I know it's not the nicest sounding term, but it's something that I do struggle with. Um... Well, it's the same thing for me. I have so many friendships now, like my best friends, who thought I hated them at the beginning just because I either just looked displeased some of the time, even though I wasn't. So, you know what? The struggle is real. Okay, so first of all, I'm not buying any of this. No, it's true! Because on the first day in grade 12 when I taught you, you rolled into my class with the biggest smile on your face, and I remember it was the time of year of the Jewish high holidays and you told me you were going to be away for a couple of days. Is this accurate? Oh my god, how do you remember? This was 
six years ago probably. Photographic memory. You had the biggest smile on your face and you were so warm and friendly. And when you told me you were going to be away for the Jewish high holidays and I told you that I would be too because I was Jewish, you were so warm and inviting and welcoming. I refuse to believe that you have RBF. Okay, I think university ruined me. Anyway, she's smiley and friendly and doesn't have RBF at all. So if you ever encounter Blair out in the real world, mark my words, she's super friendly. Anyway, me, not so much. I have always walked around this city with on a mission to get from point A to point B in the most quick, efficient way possible. And I'm always a speed walker. I have very little patience for people who are walking in front of me slowly and I pass them and I have blinders on and I don't make eye contact with anybody. I'm generally, I think because of my type A personality, just on a mission. And I very rarely stop to smile at a stranger. And seeing this person's Instagram caption resonated with me because I have a public account and I've never been recognized in public, I should say, first and foremost, because let's be real, I'm not that famous. But if someone perhaps did follow me and walk by me in the streets, I want them to see me as a positive, smiling, happy person. I don't want them to be like, oh, that athleisure teacher woman is so rude. She doesn't make eye contact and she has a frown on her face and she just looks really unfriendly and unapproachable. That's not the perception that I'm trying to give out, right? Here I am trying to preach the importance of self-care for mental health and being kind to yourself, but I don't want to look unapproachable and unfriendly. So my new plan is to smile at strangers in the streets and be a little bit friendlier and welcoming and warm. Um, Let's see, other self-care and mental health intentions I've set for myself. Um... One thing is to not set a measurable number of meditation sessions per week because previously I felt very pressured to do a nightly meditation every day, seven days a week, and it felt like a chore and it wasn't sustainable for me. So with regards to my meditations, um, I would rather just do it when I feel like I need it so that it doesn't feel like an obligation, but it feels more authentic and I enjoy it more. Do you have any types of intentions in terms of like the media that you ingest on a day-to-day basis so it's funny I do have a point form note here about spending less time on Instagram and attempting like a digital detox every once in a while Um, I'm not good at following through on that at all I have so much anxiety about going on a digital detox for a weekend and thinking about coming back to being 100 followers fewer and things like that so really I do intend to attempt a digital detox and spend less time on Instagram, that is one that I don't know that I'll be able to follow through on. I think a very good starting point for that is just to stay off of the explore page. I've said this on my blog a few times, but comparison is the thief of joy. And in terms of self-care on social media, I need to stop looking at people I don't follow because they obviously don't serve me. I don't know them. I shouldn't care about them. So I shouldn't be on the explore page for two hours at a time. It just isn't healthy because then here I am disregarding any positive quality about myself thinking, why don't I look like this person? Why aren't I doing what this person is doing in life? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that makes sense. Comparison is a thief of joy for sure. Ground rules for this year, stop comparing, but start sharing. And don't be so into a theme or into how it looks. Yeah, I feel like that's tough for you because you like to curate everything very perfectly. I'm a perfectionist. 
Yeah, and I'm not. I'm, like, perfectly content chronicling all the sloppy moments of my life. And I'm like, whatever my feed looks like, cool. You just got to let go. And relinquish control, which is actually one of my intentions. So that segues nicely into the idea for me that I want to relinquish control with regards to things that are outside of my power at work and at home. I am very type A and I'm kind of a control freak and it's really been a struggle for me to let go of things that are outside of my power. So when the kids get sick or when work obligations get really stressful in times of hardship, um, I tend to want to control all the things. So for my self-care and my mental health this year, I would like to set the intention of relinquishing control more than I normally can. And also to repeat my mantras in these times of hardship because I don't want to be so hard on myself and I want to let things go and I want to just pause and take a moment for myself so that I can cope with whatever I'm enduring at the moment. Very much similar to relinquishing control is to practice radical acceptance. It's a term that my therapist told me, but it has to do more with when things really go wrong in a situation, like spilling tomato sauce on your white shirt, or just things that you really just wish wouldn't happen, and you say to yourself in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that, or hindsight is twenty twenty. But you know what? Instead of obsessing over that, which I tend to do, I'm sure you tend to do from our obsessive compulsive sides, You just got to accept it. Radical acceptance. I like that because I've screwed up a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. And I don't want to get into specifics, but I've been hard on myself. And radical acceptance is something I need in my life right about now. So I really like that. Um, Something else I've set as an intention is to sort of be more mindful in times of stress and busyness. Um, I would like to, theoretically eat with less technology to be more mindful of what I'm ingesting Um, but that's a struggle for me because my time is limited and so if I feel like I need to get caught up on my technology and I happen to be sitting for a moment and pausing and eating it feels very natural for me to just pick up my phone and start scrolling or reading emails and that sort of thing but I think it's important to to work on the mindfulness aspect of things that you're doing to kind of decompress, which includes eating. How about like really superficial self-care goals or intentions for 2019? Have you set anything with regards to just like fun stuff for self-care? I just really want to get into face masks. I've wanted to for a while. That sounds really odd, but just taking care of my skin is something that I really want to do. I didn't even think about it until you said it, but I was looking in the mirror last night and my pores were so clogged on my nose and I watched Dr. Pimple Popper so I know what it looks like now and I need to be taking care of my skin. So first of all, ew. (laughs) Second of all, preach because I too have been thinking about skincare lately. Actually, it's funny. I don't use skin masks. What are they called? Face masks. I don't use them. But recently, a colleague of mine, a male colleague of mine, got a bunch of face masks from one of his Korean students, and one of them said placenta face mask. What? Yeah. Uh, And he was like, what? Whose placenta is this mask made of? (laughs) Um, It was vile. In any event, you couldn't pay me to put that on my skin. I do need to start 
putting something on my skin. So I've invested in a jade roller. It feels so good. It's like a facial massage. It's so nice on my jaw because I clench my jaw quite a bit when I'm anxious or stressed. So just rolling it over my jaw helps to alleviate a lot of the tension in it. Um, and my daughter is obsessed with it too. I do it on her face, which I probably shouldn't do because I'm not cleaning it between, but I digress. Um, she asked me if they make a child jade roller. And I was like, no, definitely not. So she asked me if she could use mine and if I can do it on her sometimes. And I said, okay. And she loves it. She finds it so relaxing too. So I'm really into my jade roller. Anyway, I'm supposed to be really upping my skincare regimen and I'm not. I like still take off my makeup with like wipes at night and that's pretty much the extent of my skincare regimen. It's embarrassing. I should be working on it, but the products are really pricey and I just don't really care to invest in them. I'm also not knowledgeable enough to know what to purchase. I use a knockoff cream that it's kind of like polysporin but does something a bit different and I put it all over my eczema and it's gone the next day and I got it at the drugstore for four dollars well tisk tisk you should have gone to Sephora and spent 68 <laughs> as if yeah I I do spend quite a bit of money on makeup at Sephora but I just I always kind of gloss over this the skincare it's just not something that's ever been of interest to me but maybe in 2019 I'll, I'll put some more effort into that do some research and see what I need um, but what I will continue to spend money on which I've always found value in are my monthly massages they are non-negotiable um, for my muscle tension and my stress reduction and to help with just overall joint and muscle pain and I will continue with my monthly shellac manicures that have been ripping my nails to ish over the last two years because I cannot do regular nail polish. It's like it chips within a day or so because of my lifestyle. So I will continue to spend an exorbitant amount of money on my, you know, every three weeks or every month shellac manicures because they are sacred to me. I really like how you said it was a non-negotiable for you. It's something I'm trying to work on is allowing myself to have non-negotiable self-care moments. For example, yoga. I upped my membership the other day so I could go to the gym and do the yoga classes more. And I don't have a job. I don't have money. But I did have to make that decision to do it for my mental health. And it feels good to say, you know what, like this is something that I need to do. Yeah, I've always felt that way about my mental health. Like it's so sacred to me. Um, a lot of things are non-negotiables for me financially. Like I am very spoiled in that every year at Christmas break or March break, we take a vacation. And it, you know, it's quite pricey for a family of four to go to Mexico or the Dominican Republic or Florida for a whole week. And for me, it's, it's invaluable like it's a non-negotiable because I need something to look forward to to get me through the winter or get me through um, challenging moments at work or at home I spend a lot of money on my self-care and sometimes I do have to dip into my savings but it's something that I can justify because I know that in the long run it's going to help me with my stress and my anxiety and to alleviate any depression I might be in Exactly. So I think we've touched on all the intentions that we had planned to discuss today. Thank you so much for listening again to Self-Care with Lauren and Blair. 
And remember, if you don't meet your intentions or you don't succeed in some of your goals, be kind to yourself. It's okay. That is definitely the main takeaway from this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Blair. And Lauren. And we will see you next time.